When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Reality Radio for a really great future. We're talking real money. Hi, welcome to a special edition of Talking Real Money Quick. I'm Don McDonald. This is a podcast short week because our flagship station that carries the show that gets turned into the longer podcast, Como in Seattle, preempted us again for Washington Husky football. They preempted us last Saturday. They're going to be preempting us this coming Saturday, and I believe even the Saturday after that. So we're just going to have a lot of talking real money quicks. In our normal talking real money quick, I take your calls, try to answer your questions, and then share some of the brief snippets that I produce on money and investing. I'm still going to share with you the snippets, but today, rather than take calls, I want to talk about a very specific subject in the show, and that subject is advice. The advice that you get from popular sources out there, radio shows, TV, etc., etc. But I want to particularly focus on the advice of two of the most popular providers of that advice. And they are Susie Orman and Dave Ramsey. Now, they are general financial advice providers. They're more big picture kind of people, but they can't help providing investing advice. And I wish they wouldn't. I wish they would just stop. Because while there's some decent lifestyle advice that they give, you know, pay off your debt. Yay! That's a good idea. Save more. Great idea. Perfectly good concept. But they don't get investing. They don't have, a, despite the fact that Susie was a Merrill Lynch broker. That doesn't mean a doggone thing. Merrill Lynch brokers like former Dean Witter brokers are a dime a dozen. I know because I am one of them. Doesn't mean you know anything. The only way you know anything is if you learn something from the stupidity that was being a broker. And apparently, these folks aren't learning anything. Now, why did I get on this topic? Before I get into the details, why did I get on this topic? Well, I heard from a number of people about a podcast that Susie Orman appeared on early in October. It was a podcast, just a general money podcast, but it's really one of these FIRE podcasts. And if you don't know what FIRE is, FIRE is a hot topic among millennials. FIRE means financial independence slash retire early. I wish it was around when I was young. I think the basic concept is incredible. Spend less, invest more, and then, yeah, if you want, go enjoy your life some. I think that retire early thing is sort of blown out of proportion. I don't think a lot of people 
want to actually just hang out for 30 or 40 or 50 or 60, 70 years of their life. Can you get a little boring? People work. We, we've always worked. It's genetically part of us. I don't take the RE part of fire very seriously, but I think the FI part is really awesome. Well, Susie appeared on a relatively popular podcast called You Can Afford Anything But Not Everything with Paula Pant. And Paula asked Susie the following question. Have you heard of the fire movement? To which Susie replied, Yes, of course I have, and I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. She just reacted, and it was a very knee-jerk reaction, and it was a knee-jerk reaction that I think comes from the basic problem with the advice provided by someone like Susie Orman. It is too broad, too general, too black or white, no nuance, no flexibility. Basically, her reason for disliking fire, financial independence, retire early, is that people can't afford to just retire. Something bad could happen that could wipe out their nest egg. <laughs> well, something bad could happen if you're working, too. And uh, while she assumes that everybody who's working can can get disability insurance, not all can, and can get great health insurance, not all can, bad things happen in life. You're not going to be able to do anything about them. She assumes that just because of that part, that one issue, that this is a bad idea, when in fact, if you in your 30s or 40s have saved up a million dollars, which by the way, she poo-poos. And if you don't have a significant amount of money, listen. And if you have 20, 30, 50, or $100 million, be like me, okay? If you have that kind of money and you want to retire, fine. But if you only have a few hundred thousand dollars or a million or $2 million, if a catastrophe happens, if something goes wrong, what are you going to do? You are going to burn up alive. Well, good for you. Because do you know how many people have seven figures saved by the time they're in their 40s or even 50s? The number is tiny. But you see, Susie's perspective is warped by the fact that she's a multimillionaire. And by the fact that she had to spend a lot of money on life circumstances that many of us probably wouldn't be able to or actually do. She was able to because she had the dough. Listen, when my mom got older, I was responsible for her. I spent on her in seven years over two and a half million dollars. Now, what Susie suggests is that you just keep on working. And okay, I think that's fine. Most of us probably will keep on working. The number who are going to RE, retire early, is pretty darn small. But again, her advice is generic and it's actually wrong. You put $100 a month into a Roth IRA and you put it into a good Standard & Poor's 500 index fund and you do so every single month until you are 65 for 40 years. Now you'll have a million dollars with a 12% annual average rate of return. Tell me where I can get a 12% return with any degree of safety and I'm all over it, Suze. That's how your name is spelled. It's Suze. That's okay. I can't make fun. My wife's name is spelled DB. 
But, you know, it's funny because there's another guy who gives the same darned basic advice. He tells everybody to do the same thing, to just invest in what is, in essence, the S&P 500 and earn 12%. And that guy is Dave Ramsey. Now, Dave, Dave gives, again, great general advice on saving money, living within your means, and getting out of debt. But his investing advice is, again, way too generic, not individual specific. It is not based in any kind of study, any kind of study of how investing works, just as Susie's cannot be. The reality is everyone's situation is different. Each and every one of us should be investing according to our situation. There is no one answer, and there is no absolute answer. So if somebody tells you you can make 10 or 11 or 12% per year, they're lying. You might have been able to make that in the past, but going forward, no one knows. No one even has a clue what you will make in the future, and anyone who says anything contrary is absolutely lying to you. So please bear that in mind. And I want you to be particularly careful about those who provide advice on the radio or television telling you that you can make double-digit returns safely. It's bad enough to tell you you can get double-digit returns. But to tell you there is no risk in getting those is a bald-faced lie. It is just not possible. If you have questions about money, about advice you've received, give us a call. 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. We'll incorporate your calls into our weekly Talking Real Money Quick podcast. And eventually, we'll start taking those calls on Saturday afternoons from 3 to 5 Eastern or noon to 2 Pacific time on our show. But for the for the foreseeable future, like you can foresee the future, well, we do know for two weeks we're going to be preempted. You need to call 855-935-TALK and then leave your question there and we'll answer it on the podcast. And it's really easy. There's still more Talking Real Money Quick coming up. Stick around. Subscribe to free monthly email updates from the only magazine devoted to real investing, Real Investing Journal, at realinvestingjournal.com. The ad shows a savings account yielding 1.9%. 20-year bonds, 4.45. But their investment yields 12. Need we say more? Yeah. In a market in which millions of investors compete with trillions of dollars invested, why would any of them put their money in safe bonds yielding 3% or riskier bonds paying 5 when they could get 12? Apparently, the people selling this 12% multi-net debt fund are smarter than everyone on the planet, but so selfless, they're willing to let you share their 12% bounty. Sound too good to be true? Well, if totally safe investments yield about 2% and very volatile stocks have historically returned about 10%, an investment paying 12% must be incredibly risky. And lo and behold, Barry in the fine print is written, quote, an investment of this sort is speculative and involves a high degree of risk. There you have it. You might get 12% or you might lose a lot of money as many investors in a similar product from a company called Woodbridge have just recently discovered. Remember, some salespeople will say almost anything to make a sale.
Recently, a broker was banned from the industry by financial regulators for selling non-publicly traded real estate investment trusts, structured notes, and other high-yielding alternative investments to unsophisticated senior investors. Over this broker's 19-year tenure, he amassed 24 client complaints before finally getting barred for selling financial products that were unsuitable. Yet, had he sold these complex high-commission products to folks with a net worth of over a million dollars, he might still be abusing clients. You see, the SEC considers you to be what they call an accredited investor if you have a net worth of more than $1 million. So how does reaching that magic number qualify anyone to make sophisticated investment decisions? Does winning the lottery make you wiser? Many disciplined savers have built retirement portfolios of over a million dollars, but don't know the difference between a structured note and a T-note. Yet these folks are fair game for slick, unscrupulous financial product peddlers. Remember, if the return sounds too good to be true, that's because it is. Stop getting advice from brokers and protect your future by investing with someone who is always required to act as your fiduciary and get it in writing. If you're sick of your self-interested financial advisor and are looking for a 100% fiduciary low-fee investment advisor, call my firm Vestry at 800-386-3004 or visit us at vestry.com. The average middle-class American believes they'll need a quarter of a million dollars to retire comfortably. Even if you buy an immediate annuity with that, you can expect no more than about twelve or $1,300 a month in income. With America's middle-class median income at more than 5000 a month, even combined with Social Security, $250,000 won't come close to providing comfort in retirement. A Wells Fargo study found that on average, middle-class workers between the ages of 25 and 75 have less than $20,000 saved for retirement. There is no way you can have the money you need to retire well unless you either start saving a little early or a whole lot later. The money won't magically appear. You have to put aside something every month in the best possible real investments. For those in their 40s and 50s, there's still hope, accompanied by a bit of pain and risk. If you start investing $500 a month, making just over 6% per year, that means you'll need to take risk. You will just manage to get to that bare bones quarter of a million dollar goal in 20 years. But you need to start right now. While it's true that for every buyer, there's a seller, stock traders believe for every winner, there's a loser. And that sounds a lot like gambling. However, real investing, by my definition, relies on the steady growth of the global economy with the setbacks required to make it scary enough to create a risk premium. Investing can be tweaked to provide greater returns by taking more risk of volatility, or you can accept lower returns with less extreme variability. Active investing, though, is more like gambling, where money managers believe that they have some system that allows them to do the impossible, predict the future, or time the market. For this perceived skill, they command a fee, and this fee means that even if they duplicate the returns of the market, they'll net less money for their investors. For active investors to come out ahead, a manager needs to not just match the market, but exceed it consistently. And there's no evidence that any have market-beating talent. Investors looking for someone to help them beat the market are actually beating themselves and making the money managers wealthy. Own the market and let it grow. However, our emotions and behavioral biases make that a lot easier said than done. Subscribe to free monthly email updates from the only magazine devoted to real investing, Real Investing Journal, at realinvestingjournal.com. Before we sneak away, I just wanted to add one more thing about the, the advice providers out there. I'm not the only one who's figured out that most of their advice is spurious at best. A gentleman whom I've interviewed several times 
by the name of Chuck Jaffe, who uh, was a Boston Globe financial reporter, ran a weekly feature on his radio show in Boston entitled why i hate Susie orman actually i had him on the show and he and he repeated three times i hate Susie orman i hate Susie orman i hate Susie orman i tried to find that audio i couldn't find it it was years ago but i did find an old podcast of one of his radio shows on which Susie orman appeared to try to understand why chuck hated her and she was a bit combative and who can blame her he said i hate Susie orman or orman but he does try to explain why he dislikes her advice. You always use extreme numbers. And he gave an example based on the scenario she laid out in that other podcast about making 12% per year. The fact is, if you believe that the market's going to return 11 or 12% over a 30-year period of time, which, by the way, Susie, is significantly more. The historical norm on the market is 10% and roughly 11 for small caps based on the Ibbotson-Sinkfeld study, which is sort of the widely quoted study on this. And Roger Ibbotson, but Warren Buffett, Jack Bogle, pick your expert, has said 6 to 8%. As you can tell, his reasoning is very similar to mine. The problem is Susie knows how to push our buttons, just like so many others do. We're greedy, we're fearful, and we crave simple answers, and we flock to people like Susie Orman and Dave Ramsey to get our simplified, quick, yeah, let me get it over with answer to our financial problems. The fact of the matter is, investing is pretty darn simple, but investing isn't what most people want you to think it is. It isn't picking the right thing at the right time. It isn't being in the right place at the right time or getting out of the wrong place at the right time. It's about building a proper portfolio for you, for your situation, for your need, for your risk tolerance. And by the way, you may have incredibly high risk tolerance and not need to take much risk, so why take it? You may have incredibly low risk tolerance and need to take a great deal of risk, so you may have to steal yourself to take it. It is very individualized, and you cannot generalize. It's pretty close to impossible. We'll have more Talking Real Money Quick for you again next week. Remember to give us a call at 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. And if you do love this podcast, and I know many of you do because we get notes from you all the time, please tell your friends. Please subscribe. And even better, if you can, leave a review. Those actually help spread the word. So it'd be great if you can. Thanks for being there. I'm Don McDonald. This is Talking Real Money Quick. We hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for educational and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time, so please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately, consistently predict the future. So past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Vestry, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. That's a wrap.